Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Man, we are so glad you're here today. And uh, man, we got some beautiful people that are here. Um, And my wife, Pastor Lindsay, and I, we just have the honor of just pastoring this amazing church. And so will you give it up for yourselves, guys? You guys are amazing. I'm just thrilled you are here today. And again, uh, what Robert said, if you're a first-time guest, we just want to clap and say, hey, welcome. Welcome to Avenue. We hope this will be a place where you can belong before you believe, a place you can call home, and that we always have room for you. And we're just in an incredible series called This Is Me. But before I jump into that, man, I got to tell you, Mother's Day, raise your hand if you're a mama. Mama, all right? Raise your hand if you're a mama. And uh, we, have, we have a pregnant mama. We got all kinds of different mamas up here. We got seasoned mamas out there. And we got grandmas and great-grandmas. And so I just want to encourage you, May 14th, we're going to have a great day. Uh, we've been planning for it. We're excited to share that experience with you, photography, gifts, things like that. So make sure you come on out. Mamas, drag your people here, all right? We are going to church on May 14th at Avenue Church. And then the next Sunday, we're going to have child dedication. It's one of my favorite things to do as a pastor's child dedication. And so we already have babies registered online. We have toddlers that are registered online. And that's going to be a day where we would love to pray over the parents and the children. We're, gonna, we're going to pray over them, pray a blessing over them. Some of you want us to lay hands on your children, but we might not just do that, all right? Like lay hands on them now. And uh, but also we're going to pray for parents. So, you know, we, we, we will pray for sanity and, and uh, wisdom and knowledge as we continue to do what God has called us to do. So again, we're in a series called This Is Me. I hope you've enjoyed it. hope you're enjoying This Is Me. We're week four into that. One person enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, brother. But we're in a series called This Is Me. My wife did a fantastic job last week, and so make sure you catch her on that. And uh, she did tremendous. And so I got some tough shoes to follow and to fill today. But this is me. The reason why we love this series is because we're discovering who we are in Christ Jesus. That every week we've been asking, who am I? Who am I in Christ Jesus? Who am I? And as we begin to approach that question, we're learning that if we know who we are, then we'll know, oh man, okay, I'll try that again. If we know who we are, then we'll know, sometimes we put cheat sheets behind me every now and then, all right? But if you know who you are, then you're going to know what to do. But the problem is, is as we've been going through this series, as, as I begin to just pray and study and all that, I realize that many of us, we believe in, a, in the wrong version of ourselves. We believe in the wrong version. We'll say, you know what, I, I can't go to growth track because I, I'm, I'm this, or I am that, or I got issues, pal. You don't want me in there. And I'm like, yes, we all got issues, and that's just the A-team, right? But if you know who you are, then you're going to know what? To do and I love this in uh, second or uh, first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 through 10 in the New Living Translation I want to say this take this home write this on the back of your notes on the connect card put this on your mirror at home put this in your in your car make this a wallpaper on your iPhone because some of us we need to just remind ourselves daily of the version that we are pastor I am this version I am this version but I mean, here's what the Bible says but you are not like that but you are not like that. You are chosen. You are royalty. You are a holy nation. You are God's own possession. I belong to God. As a result, so if we know who we are, then we're going to know what to do. So as a result, we can show others 
the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness, out of this version, into light, a much better version. Can I get an amen this morning? The scripture's already preaching on my behalf today. Because if you know who you are, then you know what to do. And so this is a constant reminder. Even I have to remind myself who I am in Christ Jesus. Because when we get aligned with God, when we say, God, I know what your word says. Now I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Then we become in alignment to God's vision and God's version for your life. Does that make sense, everybody? For God's vision and God's version in your life. But here's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy does not want you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. So to, instead of God's vision, he'll create a division. He'll create a division. He'll cut you away from God's word. He'll distract you. He'll begin to uh, ch uh, change your mind. He'll begin to, uh, begin to funnel different things that are not according to his word. But if you know who you are, then you know what to do. And what to do is I'm going to dive into the word daily because I am saved. I am redeemed. I am a child of God. I'm a child of God. Now, I don't know, many of us, we have laptops and computers. And if you don't, I know something's wrong with you. I will hook you up, all right? If you don't have a laptop or a computer, but what happens? What takes place? If you have a P, especially if you have a PC, we love you people, all right? If you have a PC or a Mac or whatever, you have to download the software, right? So you can update your version. So every day, folks, we have to download the software into our hearts so we can update our version. And so many times that needs to happen daily. If we don't download the software, a malware will get in. A virus will get in. Our firewall isn't as strong. And we say, no, 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 no. Today, I'm going to download the software and update my version of who I am. I know. Already, huh? I'm like two minutes in. You know what Mac stands for? Made as complete in Jesus' name. That was kind of cheesy, so nobody clapped on that one. That's okay. We love you. Because once you go Mac, you don't go back. <laughs> Made as complete. So today I want to <laughs> visit in the Bible someone who didn't have an updated version of himself. Someone who kept believing of an older model. Someone who didn't believe who he was in Christ. He didn't believe that he was saved, that he was redeemed, that he was a child of God. So if you got your Bibles today, get your Bibles out. Get your iPhones out, Bible app. Uh, take notes using Facebook, check-in, Instagram, whatever you can. Snapchat this entire thing. And your friends are going to be like, knock it off. But put down all these different notes. But go to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And I want to visit a man named Moses. Now, many of us, we know the story of Moses. We know Moses, he's the guy that had his own movie, right? He's the guy that had the Ten Commandments, and he came down, got upset, broke those things, and you're like, I can relate, Moses, I'm with you. But before he, he let God's people go, before the plagues, before God split the sea, and they got to walk through it, before all that occurred, I want us to visit the life of Moses when he was born. Because when he was born, the Bible says he was born to a Hebrew woman who was from the tribe of Levi. What does that mean? She came from royalty herself. So he was born from this Hebrew woman, and uh, when he was born, the Pharaoh at that time had a decree to kill all Hebrew boys. And so when her child was born, he was a Hebrew boy. And so she hid him for three months. She hid him for three months. 
When she hid him for three months, after three months, she couldn't hide him any longer. So she placed him in a basket and put him down the river. And unbeknownst to her, the Pharaoh's daughter was about to take a bath. And they find baby Moses, and she takes him in as her own. So Moses, he grows up as an Egyptian. He knows he's a Hebrew, but he's an Egyptian. And he grows up as that version of himself in the palace. So I'm fast-forwarding, all right? One day, he goes out, and he sees an Egyptian soldier beating a Hebrew slave. And he said, that's one of my people. I know I'm this version, but what about this version? He's having an identity crisis. And so he gets upset, kills the Hebrew slave. I don't know how you make that mistake. You're like, sorry, yeah. And he kills the guy, hides him. The next day, they go, wait, aren't you the guy who killed him? And Moses ran and he hid. He ran and he hid. And so in Exodus chapter 3, now he has another identity. He's out there in the wilderness. He's got a wife. He's got children. And this is what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 3. This is what the Bible says. Moses is walking. He's doing his job. It's been many, many years. And all of a sudden, God catches him. And this is what it says. The angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw the bush was on fire, but did not burn up. You know when God finds you, it's not going to make a lot of sense. It's not going to make a lot of sense. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to be powerful. And so Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why doesn't the bush burn up? And here I want to tell you, a look is all God wants. I just need to go check out Avenue Church. I need to maybe read this Bible. It never made sense before, but I'm going to take a look. And this is what it says in the next verse. God begins to speak. And so when the Lord saw that Moses gone over to look, God called him. God called to him from within the bush. You know what? God knows your name this morning. And God says, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. This is me. Here I am. And I love that scripture because God calls out your name because God knows you, but he wants you to know him. So God says, Moses, Moses, I know you. And Moses says, here I am. I love this in verse 6. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face. Moses hid his face. But really praying hard about this series and going, okay, God, why don't we grasp, grab a hold of what God has for us? Why don't we grab a hold of the identity that God has for us? Why don't we grab a hold to God's plans and his purposes? Why don't we grab a hold to knowing God and then finding freedom? Because 87% of Christians, we never find freedom. We just, we, we, we kind of go back and forth with God. So God, what is that disconnect? And so if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. Is hide. Is hide. Is hide. Moses, he ran and he hid. Moses hid his face. Raise your hand if you like to play hide and seek. Anyone like to play hide and seek? Hide and seekers here. Anyone like to play hide and seek? And uh, uh, some grown men. That's awesome. I appreciate that. But for playing hide and seek, my son was a little guy. My wife and I loved to play hide and seek at the house. Now, that was kind of their game. Let's play hide and seek. And as a dad, I'm kind of like, do we really have to, you know? Sure. And so you would pick somebody to be it. And then the person who was it had to count down three, two, one, ready or not. Here I come. Uh, uh, and then people would hide. Now, to tell you what, my wife 
and my son are really good at hiding because they're little people. My son's in cabinets. My wife's behind the water heater. Uh, she's like all kinds of different places. Plus, I'm deaf, so I don't even hear you if you're hiding. And so I just kind of, are you here? Are you somewhere? You know what I mean? And uh, so that's my problem. But when I hide, it's very hard for me to hide in a normal house because I'm a large guy. I'm kind of broad. And so I found a picture of what it's like for me to hide. And so put that first picture up. This is what it's like for me to hide, pretty much. I'll be behind the sofa and my legs are sticking out. Or I'll be in the bed and, and it's just totally like, you know I'm there. And sometimes I think they can't see me, right? Like if I get in the bed and I put the covers over me and I, if I lay still, maybe they think I'm a hump. And apparently I think I'm just a small little hump and I'm just big old thing, right? But how many love hiding and trying to find little kids? Because here's what a little kid will do. I put this next picture up. This is what a little kid will do, Right? And leave that up for a second, because you'll go, three, two, one, ready or not, here I come. And then you'll walk around the house, and all of a sudden they'll be standing behind the pole, and you're like, really? Did I not do a good enough job parenting this child? What is wrong with this kid? But we don't do that, right? We don't go like, I see you over there. We go, come out, come out, wherever you are, right? And we'll come around, and, and we'll kind of walk by him, right? We'll do the courtesy walkthrough, like, I don't know where he is, right? And he's laughing, ha, 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 and he's cracking up. And what I love about that was that little kids, they think that if they can't see you, you can't see them. That if they can't see you, then you can't see them. And so many times, as we begin the process of hiding from God, we think that if we can't see God, if we completely avoid God, that he can't see us. You know what? Uh, I was even telling my wife about this illustration about hide and seek, and she started laughing. And she said, remember when we used to play hide and seek in the dark as a family? I said, yeah, I do, because I'm deaf. Now I can't see. And so I would just kind of be a blind guy, like, where are you at? You know, get a flashlight out, use my iPhone light, try to find somebody in the dark. But how many know there's too many of us, we're hiding in the dark, but we need to come into the light. We need to stop hiding from the things that God has planned for us. So here's Moses, he's hiding He's hiding. He's hiding from the things of God. He's hiding in the wrong version of who he was. I found it interesting as I was studying the life of Moses that he, when, he, when he, he ran and hid, when they said, you're the one who killed the Egyptian, he made a mistake. So he ran and he ran away and he hid. When he was before God and God pursues him and God says, Moses, Moses, and God says, wow, who is this? And he said, I am God. I am the I am. Moses begins to hide his face. And I've realized there's a pattern that's been taking place in Moses' life. And maybe it stemmed from when his mother hid him for a good reason. But sometimes we go back to the pattern that we know. The Bible says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I'm here to encourage you today, instead of hiding, will we try something new? Will we begin to embrace that all that God has for us today in Jesus' name? We got to stop hiding from the patterns. We got to stop going back and back. I found this in the Bible with Adam and Eve. We talked about this two weeks ago. When Adam and Eve, they made a mistake and they sinned. Shame entered into their heart and they realized that they were exposed. They realized that they were naked. So they ran and they hid. And God was walking through the cool of the garden. He said, Adam, Eve, where are you? He knew exactly where they were. He was saying, come out, come out, wherever you are. 
And they said, God, we're right here. And God, we, we hid because we're, we're naked. We hid because we're exposed. We're full of shame. And God says, who told you that? And the Bible says that God sacrificed an animal and made clothing and he covered them and he loved them. And the Bible says that what God, what that, that, the Bible says that God covered them and he began to move on to another journey. But I'm here to tell you that oftentimes we hide what God wants to heal. We hide what God wants to heal. I'm here to tell you, will you trust the Lord with all your heart? Will you lean not on your own understanding? Will you allow him to find you? So write this down if you're here today. Number two is seek. It's hide and then it's seek. When, it, when, you, when it's your turn to count, you get hit. All of a sudden, you know, they say, hey, now it's your turn. To, I need you to go and I need you to seek others. I got to tell you, I want to thank God right now that he is a seeking God. I want to thank God right now that he won't quit, he won't give up, but that he will always begin to seek who we are. Luke chapter 19, verse 10 says, For the Son of Man came to, he came to seek. He came to seek us and to save us, those who are lost. Those that are lost. Now, how many know what happens when God begins to seek us? God says, found you, right? Tag, you're it. And here's what the Bible says. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites. All right, you found me. Here I am. He goes, suppose I go to the Israelites and I say to them, the God of your father sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? So God, what do I say when I say God's going to set you free? God's going to use me to set you free. What do I say? What is your name? And God says to Moses, I am who I am. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Why is that so significant? Because when you, when you find the I am, then you'll know your I am. When you find the I am, then you'll know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hey, I am here to serve at Avenue Church. Who sent you? I am saved. I am redeemed. I am a child of God. I'm stepping into another version that God has me in. I am saved. I am redeemed. I am a child of God. You know, a few weeks ago, we had Easter. Over hundreds and hundreds of people were here. and It was so much fun for me to preach and then go out to the park and see uh, hundreds of kids out there in age-appropriate areas. And I went to the walker section, and all the walkers were there, the parents. And uh, a good parent would be like, come on, come on. And we didn't hide eggs, right? They were just in the grass. Like, we didn't, like, dig them or stick them in trees. They were in the grass. It was so fun to see little kids with their basket, and there would be an egg right here, and they'd just go right by the egg. And parents were like, no, 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 no. Get over here, get over here. It's right there. Come on, move, move. Take a lap. Take a lap. No, that's your, no, the other lap. The other lap, right? Take a right, take a right. And you're trying to guide your child. Now, I've seen some other parents. I've seen some other parents who are like, it's right here. Boom, come on, let's keep moving. Boom. Let's keep moving. Let's hurry up this process. You are saved. You are redeemed. You are a child of God. And they're like, what's going on? But you know our Heavenly Father, he's one that says, hey, come on, let's go on this process. Hey, you fell down, let's, let's get back up. Let's begin to find what's hiding in plain sight. You know our identity in Christ, it's hiding in plain sight. It's available for download every single day. And we have a Heavenly Father who, who is seeking us to save us because we are lost, but also he wants you to know who you are. God wants you to know you are saved, 
you are redeemed and you are a child of God. When you know the I am, then you'll know your I am in Christ Jesus. When you begin to know who he is, then you begin to know who you are. That is why Growth Track is such a big deal to us. Please hear me out. Growth Track is not a program. Growth Track is not this thing where we're like, if we can funnel people through there, we're successful. Growth Track is something where we want you to know God. We want you to learn about our church, and you're going to learn about leadership today in Growth Track. But we want you to know God. And as you begin to know God, you begin to know yourself. You begin to find freedom. You begin to get into a group. I got to tell you, my group on Wednesday at Jason's Deli, it's been amazing to do life together, to cry together, to hold each other up together, to laugh and cut up together, all right? To eat ice cream cones together, right? I've said too much. But we want you to find freedom, but then we want you to discover who you are. Discover your giftings, who you are, your personality, your spiritual gifts, who God created you to be. And then we want you to make a difference. Because when you know who you are, then you'll know what to do. That we begin to know God, we begin to know who we are. But here's my last point today. It's come out, come out wherever you are. Come out, come out wherever you are. Listen to me, folks. God followed Moses out to the wilderness because God's everywhere. And God found Moses and he said, listen, he said, Moses, Moses, he called him out. Come out, come out wherever you are. A change of scenery won't change identity. A change of scenery won't change identity. So some of us, we're like, I can't do this. I, I don't understand any of this. I'm believing in the wrong version of who I am. And so I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to move around, and, and I'm going to realize that, man, pastor, I've been to that one, and that one, and that one, and that one, and they're all the same. How many know the common denominator is not them? It's you. Because location or change of scenery doesn't heal identity. Only Christ can. Only knowing the I am will you know your I am. And I'm here to tell you, God wants your very, he wants, he wants the very best for your life. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Because when God seeks us, God doesn't say, Moses, Moses, man, you really screwed up. Moses, Moses, man, you lost your temper, man. You ran and you hid, and you didn't hide just for like, like a day. Like you hid for years and years. Like Moses, you know what? I need you to go through a process, maybe 12, 13, 65 steps, 72 steps. I need you to go through a process before I begin to use you again. How many know God does not say that? God says, ready or not, here I come. Come out, come out, wherever you are. In verse 9, it says, this in verse 9 I love this in verse 9 it says now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and this is God talking the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them I've seen them in bondage I've seen them in slavery I see them living in the dark I see them believing in the wrong version of who they are and so now go I am sending you now go, I am sending you. I love this. Because God wanted to use the messed up version of Moses. Because God said, I don't see you for who you are. I see the potential I've already placed on the inside of you. That you know what? You might have messed that up or the world screwed that up. But you know what? I'm going to save you. I'm going to redeem you. And you are my child. You are a child of God. 
And this is what it says in the next verse. I love this. In verse, I believe in verse 11, it says this, but Moses said to God, I want you to catch this today. This is going to be huge. But Moses said to God in verse 11, Moses said to God, Moses said, who am I? I love that. Because many of us, we've been asking that question every single week. Who am I? I think Moses like, I got him. I got this guy, right? Who am I? Oh man, you're a murderer. You're a runner. You're a hider. You're inconsistent. Never show up. <laughs> Who am I? And, and God doesn't say, Moses, come here. You are saved. You are redeemed. You are a child of God. That's not what God says. Moses said, who am I? And God said, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. You know your identity is based upon who's around you. That God, Moses said, who am I? And God said, I am with you. That's all you need to know. This is me. The I am is with me through the thick, through the storm, through the trial. This is who I am. God said, I'm going to bring you on the path to freedom. And as you're getting free, you're going to bring thousands to freedom. It happens now. It happens now. Girl Tracks next month. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till that. It happens now. You know, I'm, I, you know, Pastor Jeremy always does a salvation message, and when he does that, I don't want to give him a look. I don't want him to eyeball me. I'm going to do it later. I, I need to fix some things in my life. I need to get better. And the Bible says it's now. God said, go now and set my people free in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter who you are. God is with you. That's good stuff this morning. I don't know who you are this morning. But that's good. That's good. That's the updated version of who we are, is God is with us. And as I close today, over and over, I said, sure, we hide. Sure, God's going to seek us. Sure, we need to come out, come out wherever we are. Allow God to use us. I began to pray all week long and say, God, what, what is that? What's that disconnect? What's that disconnect? I don't know if you're here today, and maybe that phrase terrifies you. If you're hiding, and maybe you don't have a good enough hiding spot, and you're like, you try it for like two minutes, and you're like, this is not working. I need to move somewhere else and hide somewhere better. And all of a sudden, you can hear him, three, two. And you're like, oh, no, I, I need to commit. And you're trying to figure out how, and you're terrified, and you're afraid. But the reason, if you're sitting in this room, and you're terrified of us saying, come out, come out wherever you are, and you're terrified that, by that statement is because you're afraid of the version that we'll see. The version that you believe is a lie from the enemy. The Bible says Moses hid because he was afraid. Moses hid because he was afraid. The many of us, we're believing in that version of fear. We're afraid that God won't use us. We're afraid of what, what will others think. We're even afraid of our, our past history catching up to us and saying, man, I don't want to do a testimony video. Man, I don't want to share my story in that way. But how many know you are no longer a slave to fear, but you are a child of God? And sometimes in order to download that, we need to hear it over and over again. So go ahead, Nicole. With melody, 
us. We're allowing God right now just to download it. God's updating your version this morning. He's doing such a work in your heart. And let me tell you, it's got to happen to the best of us to say, you know what, God, I need reminder daily, daily, that I am saved, I am redeemed, I'm a child of God, I'm no longer a slave to fear. You know, when I play hide and seek with my son, especially when he was a little guy, I would hide in places with the intent of him finding me. And sometimes we think, man, God's going to hide real good so we can't find him. God's hiding real good in this word, or he's hiding real good at church. But how many know the Father, he wants you to find him. He wants you to find him. He wants you to find him. So if you're here today, I just want to ask you, in just a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer, and that prayer is to say, man, I'm going to take a step and invite Jesus into my heart so he can be Lord of my life. I want to address every single person in this place. And maybe you're saying here today, I've given in to fear. I've been hiding. I've been hiding. Fear that I'm not ready yet. Fear that God won't use me. Fear that I'll screw up. Listen to me. If this entire operation was hinged on one person, this entire thing would be shut down. But it's based upon him, on Christ alone. And so if you're here today and you say, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of living in fear. I'm, a, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. If that is you today, I just want you to raise your hand. I want to celebrate with you. 